Is the Lord somebody? Praise the Lord. All right. I don't have to give you any instructions like I did the first group. <laughs> but let's say that again. Praise the Lord or somebody. How many of you know God is good? Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you just for a few moments. And uh, looking at my watch now. Um, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about being in a position to be a witness for the Lord. I gave a title, I Couldn't Keep It to Myself. And it comes out of John chapter 4, verses 28 and 29. It says, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, come, see a man which told me everything I had ever done. Could this be the Messiah? Boy, I thank God for a little bigger print because the glasses are confining. We have to take them off and put them on and take them off and put them on. But uh, I increased the print just a little bit on the scripture. But have you ever been excited about something in your life that you just couldn't keep it to yourself? You you had the urgency and the need to tell somebody about it. Have you ever had one of those experiences? Like, for instance, when you got your driver's license, you, oh, my goodness, when I got mine, I just bragged to everybody. I got my driver's license. Or when you got your first car, you couldn't wait to get in that car and drive around the neighborhoods, hocking the horn so everybody can see you in it. Or when that man, woman put that big diamond ring on your finger, you know, you wanted somebody to know about it. Or when PlayStation 3 came out and you had to be the first one to get it. <laughs> or when the hoverboard came out and, of course, the lines were long and you had to be the first one to get one of those. And now you're the first ones to give it back. <laughs> or you got a favorite artist that's coming to town. And you want those tickets, and you want to be the first one online to get them, or you go down to the ticket box office to get them, and the lines are long, and you can't wait to tell, I got my tickets to Adele concert. I got my ticket to James Cleveland's concert, or whomever it may be. You're just so excited about it till you can't keep it to yourself. You want to tell somebody. You want somebody to know about it. You know, like when you get that real juicy, juicy, juicy piece of gossip. Now, you were told not to tell anybody, but good luck with that. Because you could not wait to get on that phone. You start dialing the digits Wondering, oh boy, I sure hope so-and-so is home because I got to tell them this. Hey, I mean, you're just so excited about it till you just can't contain yourself. And it, it, it's, it's so exciting to you till you're about to burst wide open. Well, that's what happened with this Samaritan woman. She had an encounter 
with Jesus. Wow. But let me tell you the background of this story. The Samaritan woman comes to Jacob's well to draw water. When she comes to the well, she encounters Jesus sitting at the side of the well. Jesus asked her to give him drink. She was shocked. She was like, you're asking me to give you drink? Jews and Samaritans don't have anything to do with one another. And Jesus says to her, well, if you knew who it was that was asking you, you would gladly give me a drink. And she goes on and she talks about, well, but even if I were to give you a drink, you have nothing to pour the water into. And Jesus says, well, whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I giveth shall never thirst again and shall have water and life eternally. Now, you know, Jesus is talking spiritually and the woman is thinking carnally. The two don't agree. Let me just simply tell you that. Jesus is not talking about the water with the chemical compound of H2O. Jesus is talking about the water with the chemical compound of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But because the Samaritan woman, first of all, had an issue with Jesus, second of all, was thinking carnally, Jesus had to convince her to get on his level. Let me tell you right now, Jesus is not going to get on your level. That's not his style. You're going to have to get on his level because that's his style. And so she asked Jesus to give her this water. And Jesus, here comes the setup, says, well, First of all, go get your husband. The woman says to Jesus, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, you have spoken well. He said, but you have not quite told the truth. Now, let me just simply say this. There is no point in ever trying to lie to Jesus. <laughs> he knows our thoughts are far off. So there is no point in coming to him with some cocky, maiming story that you done made up somewhere and thinking that you're going to get over on him. It just isn't going to happen. So Jesus says, well, you told some truth, but you've had four husbands. And the one that's in your house right now in your bed is not yours. Now, I don't know. If the man belonged to another woman, somebody's husband, or whether he was single, he was not her husband. So this woman is like, he's blown her mind now. He set her up. 
He got her at a point now where she's scratching her head. You know, they said that Messiah was coming. She's saying, could this be he? Could this be the Messiah that was spoken of by our ancestors? And Jesus again said to her, the water that I give, you will thirst no more. Boy, it brings us to our scripture. The scripture says that she got so excited about this encounter. She got so excited about the message that Jesus had given her that she dropped her water pots. And she went running into the city. Guess where she did not go? She did not go to her abode where that man was. Listen, when you have an encounter with Jesus... When you have an encounter with him that fosters a relationship with him, let me tell you, you're going to forget some of that stuff that's back there. You're going to let it go. You're going to cut it off because the prize is before you. She went running into the city. So excited. And when she got to the city, she said, come see a man come see a man who told me everything that I had ever done that's the kind of excitement we have to have for the Lord I can recall as a young lad somewhere around five or six and you know I've always loved music my mother tells me that when uh, I was in her womb and the music started, I would kick her so hard till she just thought that she had to get up and go out of the church because she wanted to scream. <laughs> but any time the music started, boy, she said I would just uh, kick and kick and kick. And so about five or six and one day I was listening to the radio and my mother always had the radio on some Christian station. And there's this song came on there that said, one, 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 one way to God. One, 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 one way to God. One, 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 one way to God. Baptized in Jesus' name. That song was so exciting to me as a kid till I felt like I needed to tell the world about it. So I would put on one of my daddy's old shirts and like, I was, like it was a preacher's robe. And I would be running down the street in the neighborhood singing one, 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 one way. Everybody I saw, one, one. Because I was so excited about that song. I don't know what made me so excited about that song. Maybe it was just Jesus using me at that time, too. I don't know. But all I know is that I had to go out and give that song to everybody else. When you have an encounter with God, you cannot keep it to yourself. There's no way around it. You cannot do it because of his goodness in your life. How many of you have ever been healed from anything? Doctor said it wasn't going to be so, but it is so. 
How many of you know you had an addiction and God delivered you from it? How many? How many of you know that you just didn't know how you were going to make ends meet and God turned it around for you and now you're sitting on so much money you don't know what to do with it? By the way, I do. But when God blesses us, when God heals us, when God delivers us, it's not the time for you to take that blessing, put it in a jar, and stick it on the shelf. It's time to go out and share that message with somebody else. Because there are others out there who need to know that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think or imagine. Whew. There's nowhere in the world. So I challenge you to think about what God has done for you lately. I challenge you to think about how you've been blessed lately. I challenge you to think about what it is that God has done specially for you. I challenge you today. Because when you think back on it, and when you realize the blessings of God, and they make it rich and addeth no sorrow, there is no way in the world that you can't give that message to somebody else. Songport said, said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. But I couldn't keep it to myself. But I couldn't keep it to myself. I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. What the Lord has done for me. That is the only way that sinners and the lost are going to be saved. Jesus said the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. If we don't tell it, go ye into all the world and preach my gospel. It is just not the responsibility of the preacher. Didn't I tell you all that Thursday night? That we are also ministers. We preach through song. Therefore, the music has to minister to us first. It is not just the responsibility of those called clergy. It's not just the responsibility of those with MDivs and DDSs and all other initials you can put behind their names. But it is the responsibility of all of us to be disciples of Christ. And the best way that we can demonstrate that discipleship is by going out and telling others about the goodness of the Lord. Because there are those out there who need to hear it. There are those who really are the lost. There are those who are on suicide watch. Can I just tell you, I didn't share this in the first service, 
I shouldn't be sharing it now, but I'm going to. I am an associate principal at Evanston Township High School. Wow, kids. Don't get jealous, Travians. <laughs> Ooh, I'm up here in New Trier territory talking about ETHS. Only I would do that. <laughs> and, uh, and there is a crisis of incoming freshmen with suicidal ideation. We've been seeing that over the last two, three years. And it's not just at ETHS. of kids who are suffering, kids who are lost, kids who don't know how they're coping. And if we don't do something about it, then we're going to start seeing more and more and more of our young people killing themselves. You can go to all the psychiatrists and psychologists and counselors you want to. I'm not knocking any of it. But Jesus is the answer for the world today. He is the answer for any and everything under the sun that needs a solution. And we need to start embracing it. said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I can't keep it to myself what the Lord has done for me because he also needs to do it for God bless you.